Okay, I'll share with you a couple of words that have been in my mind. I have a... My daughter had a baby boy on Friday. So we have a bris Hashem this Friday. Down the hill. So... Just a, a little, you know, I was, I was thinking about the mitzvah brismila, obviously. Uh, being, being a moil, it's not the first time that I ever spoke, thought about the mitzvah brismila. I'm always thinking about the mitzvah brismila. And, you know, you always try to find a new knech and a new, uh, a new understanding, a new depth, you know, that we didn't have before. So I'll share with you the words of Chaval. Uh, I don't have the lotion over here. But I'll share with you the words of the Zohar HaKadosh in uh, Parsha Va'eira. There's a lot, a lot of Zohar HaKadosh in this week's Parsha on the, on the idea of bris. But there's a Zohar HaKadosh over there, Daf Lamed Beis, that he discusses the, uh, the whole concept of Yishmoel. Now Yishmoel who we don't, we suffer from Yishmuel, right? The, the Rambam writes and Rabban Vital writes that the greatest source that the Jewish people had over the generations was from Yishmuel. Now, I don't know, you know, they hadn't seen some things. The Rambam and Rabban Vital. Yeah, but they both say the same, as far as this, they both say the same thing. And the Rambam says... So the Rambam didn't see, you know, the Spanish Inquisition, and he didn't see Tachvetat, uh, you know, the Kalmaniki uprisings, and he didn't see the Holocaust. So I don't know what he would say today, you know what I mean? But certainly, I'm sure he had what to base his uh, opinion on, that the greatest tragedies that befell the Jewish people were always due to Yishmoel. And if you learn this Pasha this week, Pasha's Lech Lecho, so you learn a little about the coming of Yishmael, how Avram Avinu had conceived him from Hagar, and, uh, and he said, Avram Avinu said a statement in this week's Pasha, Lu Yishmael Halava Yishmael should live. And, and then Hashem says back at some point, Uli Yishmoel Shematicho. And as far as Yishmoel, I heard you. In other words, you'll be all right. So you see this uh, back and forth with Akadosh Baruch and Avram Avinu, and you're thinking to myself, oh my gosh, Avram, why, why, why? But he, he's a Metzius over here in this world, Yishmoel, a wilder Metzius, a wild Metzius. He actually has a Tzadat Tikkun. You know, he believes in the same monotheistic God that we do, which is one, one which is a credit for him. So he asks over there in the Zayah, Kodesh Yishmol, asks the Kodesh Bo, tell me, I don't have a chalik in your holy, holy shame. I, I, I do mila. I do mila. So he says, yeah, you do, you do. So he says, so then give me something. Give me, what are you going to give me? What are you going to give me for that? So he tells him, listen, you, you have a chalik, you have a chalik, but your mila isn't a, isn't a complete mila. Yishmael thinks it's a pretty good mila. He had a mila at 13 years old. It's more 
painful than the Mila of uh, Yitzchak Avinu, right? Beseda, but still, he thinks it's a legit Mila, right? He thinks it's a pretty legit Mila. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, no, it's not the real thing. Why is it not the real thing? Because it doesn't have the Priya. What's the Mila? What's the Priya? The Mila is what you cut off. You cut off the, the foreskin. And then after that, there's a membrane that's left. At that membrane, you have to... You have to fold, and by folding the membrane back, you're what's called in Hebrew, you're Megala that Torah. Right? You reveal the, 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 for, the, the front part of the, of the Mokama Bris. You reveal it. You reveal the, the ore that's there. There's a certain ore. So he says, You don't do the real Bris. So, He's, again, so he said to me, I deserve a piece of Eretz Yisrael. Because Eretz Yisrael was given because of the bris. He says, yeah, but you don't do the real thing. So because you don't do the real thing, he said to him, I'm going to give you Eretz Yisrael. I'll give you Eretz Yisrael when Eretz Yisrael is horrid. When Eretz Yisrael is, destru- is destructed. When Eretz Yisrael is destroyed. So, Kilo, I'm giving you not the real thing. Just like your Mila is not the real thing, the Mila is not the real Mila, so the Eretz that I'm giving you is not the real Eretz Yisrael. This is what it says in the, these are the words of the Zoya. So I wanted to explain a little bit to, to, to understand what this means. What does this mean, the Eretz Yisrael, the real Eretz Yisrael, not the, not the real Eretz Yisrael? First of all, you should know that every land has a Sar. Every land has a malach that's mamuna over it. And all the ashpa that comes in that land, in other words, if you live in the United States, there's a sar by the name of Uncle Sam, right? And everything comes down to Uncle Sam. Now, even if there's a promise that the Shekhinah is going to go with you even to America, so the Shekhinah will provide for you in, in, in the United States, but it's going to provide for you through Uncle Sam. But there's no direct, direct connection, Shefa, between HaKadosh Baruch Hu giving over to Klav Yisrael. The only place, the only place that that exists is only in Eretz Yisrael. Okay? But I'll tell you something fascinating that I learned this last year uh, in one of the uh, pieces of Baramayim Chayim, in the Parsha of the Meravim. And then I saw it again in others for him. He brings it from the Al Shekha Kodesh. About Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is a Gewaldige. By the way, you should know that even when Eretz Yisrael becomes dormant and becomes desolate, HaKadosh Baruch Hu never gives it over to another Sar. So it'll remain horror. But it'll never go over to anybody else. Right? Eretz Yisrael is either us or empty. So it says in this, in these svarim, these holy svarim, like I said, Al Shachakodesh by Manchayim. I saw in the Chesed Lavrom. Chesed Lavrom is the grandfather of the, of the Chido, the great Kabbalist. So he says something amazing, amazing idea that all the, the virtues of Eretz Yisrael, the virtues that Eretz Yisrael has to offer, they all come out only when Eretz Yisrael is inhabited by all the Jewish people. 
If Eretz Yisrael is not inhabited by the Jewish people, so they lay dormant. The, 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 all the wonderful things that Eretz Yisrael has to offer, they don't come through. They don't, they don't. You follow what I'm saying? He says over there, the Bermaim Chayim says that when the Maragun came to Eretz Yisrael, the Maragun complained, they said, Eretz Echelas Yeshvelhu. It's a land that it's, eat, it's eating up its uh, inhabitants. Why? Because all the goyim started crying. Uh, all the goyim started dying. So he says, you know why the goyim started dying when the Maraglim came? Because when the Eretz Yisrael felt that, oh, Jewish people are coming. If Jewish people are coming and Jewish people are going to be over Hashem over here, we've got to start clearing out the goyim. So that's why the goyim died. But they didn't have that. Right? Eretz Yisrael only only brings out its true potential when it's inhabited, when people are sitting here in Eretz Yisrael and they're learning Torah and they're doing mitzvahs. That's what gives it the koach that it needs to have. But if it's empty, it's not Eretz Yisrael. It's not your Eretz Yisrael. So, Mamela, that's how I understand that it makes sense that because Yishmoel didn't have a bris, he had a bris, but it's not the real bris. It's not a bris that, that over there there's a Giluya Atorah, that, that, that the Atorah, that the Mokama bris is Magula, it's revealed. So, it's not a real bris. So, just like it's not a real bris, so we give him the Eretz that's not the real Eretz soil. And Eretz that's desolate. And Eretz that's empty. So the way we, t- we could take, which is so, so crucial to our existence today, especially these days of war and these days of, of, of you know, when Yishmuel is able, was able to and is able to, you know, overcome us over here in Eretz Israel. So it's crucial that we should fulfill, if we will learn Torah in Eretz Israel. And if we will daven in Eretz Yisrael, and we will keep the mitzvahs in Eretz Yisrael, then for sure there's not even a question that HaKadosh Baruch was going to spit Yishmael out of here. Because Yishmael can only have an achiz in Eretz Yisrael when Eretz Yisrael is empty. But the moment that Eretz Yisrael gets filled up with our Torah and our mitzvahs, right, you could be 100% sure that they're going to be spit out. There's not going to be any more, Yish- there's not going to be any more Yishmael. So that's what we learned from this Zoya Kodesh, right? So that's, that gives us a very, very important goal these days. Again, Yishmael has a chalik in Eretz Yisrael due to the fact that he had some sort of mila. But it's not the, it's not the, the bris mila that the Jewish people have. So he has a certain, he has a certain koach over a desolate Eretz Yisrael. But what we're going to fill Eretz Yisrael with Torah and mitzvahs, he's going to be out of here. He's going to be out of here pronto, Right? So that's our tefillah, Mir Hashem, that we should be zaychel, right? That's what Hashem, the Mashiach, will come and get rid of him, you know, get rid of him, and to all the, you know, to all the devils, yeah, Mir Hashem, Hashem Okay.